Hey Elevate, this next video by Gina McLean is about crucial conversations. We've all had them, some of us avoid them, some of us look forward to them. My favorite thing, and you'll hear it with her, is you're gonna choose silence or violence. Both are wrong, it's an amazing talk. I hope you enjoy. Today's segment of Elevate is on mastering crucial conversations. And we can all agree that conflict is a natural part of our working environments. In fact, conflict is a natural part of life. And learning how to navigate conflict successfully can be the game changer in your ministry. There are two ways that people traditionally respond to conflict, silence or violence. Based upon the instinctual defense response, fight or flight, we either run from conflict, silence, or we lash out in, in response to conflict, violence. And though the degree might vary, everyone you encounter is going to trend one way or the other. The key to effective leadership is learning how to lead yourself and those around you to move away from these instinctual responses and to move toward open, healthy dialogue. Now your first step toward open, healthy dialogue is to work on the one person that you have the greatest influence over, you. That's why the first step to navigating crucial conversations is work on me first. Working through conflict should always begin with you because the only person you really have the power to change is you. So be willing to ask yourself some hard questions and to be completely honest with yourself. In fact, here are three critical elements to working on you first. Element number one is get unstuck. Don't let fight or flight be your standard. Instead, Make a conscious choice by asking yourself the question, what do I really want? Intentionally place yourself on the other side of the dilemma and honestly answer the question, what is my goal? Do I wanna win? Do I wanna prove my point? These postures are dangerous because if our focus on winning, if we just focus on winning then, and, and try to, to, to prove a point, it just drives us to fight in an unpro unproductive way. I think that most of us, when we place ourselves on the other side of the situation, we would say that we want the best possible outcome. We want all parties to move forward in the right direction. And in order to achieve this, we've got to start by getting ourselves unstuck from our position on the matter. So get unstuck. Element number two is start with a heart. Let's assume the best about the other people involved in the conflict. Whether they've proven themselves or not, when you assume that the others involved in the conflict desire to grow and improve, then your motives move away from wanting to win and you move toward wanting to help them. Element number three is master your stories. We all have a constant dialogue that's going on inside of our heads. This dialogue informs our decisions and our actions every day. This dialogue might be healthy, might be unhealthy. It might be accurate and it might be inaccurate, but either way, the dialogue exists and it's our job to capture that dialogue and to determine its accuracy. If the stories in your head are inaccurate, maybe the story has gaps and you're filling those gaps with opinions or half-truths, then the story you tell yourself about the other person or the situation is untrue. However, you use this story to inform you and to help you determine your actions. Let me give you an example. Let's pretend that our finance office doesn't reimburse me in a timely manner for a church expense. I've submitted the proper paperwork. I've even sent a follow-up email to ensure that all my I's were dotted and all my T's were crossed. 
but I went six weeks without seeing that reimbursement. I could fill the gaps in with opinions or half-truths. Boy, I haven't seen that reimbursement yet. And that request I made to spend money on redesigning the storage closet was declined. I bet the finance office is tightening up the purse strings. Probably because I beat Aaron at the cornholes at cornhole at the staff retreat. And we know how competitive Aaron is at cornhole. He's probably just getting back at me. The fact is, I have no idea what might be causing the delay with the reimbursement, but filling in the gaps with my own conjecture doesn't resolve the issue. It only perpetuates it. Instead, I need to master my story and seek out the facts where I lack them. I need to recognize the story that I'm telling myself in my mind. In short, I need to talk to Aaron directly and to find out why the reimbursement is delayed. It could be that it's a simple oversight that's easily remedied, not selfish retribution over a cornhole spanking. So let's review. Step one to mastering crucial conversations is work on me first. And you do that by getting unstuck, starting with the heart, and mastering your stories. In the midst of a crucial conversation, it's difficult to shift gears in the moment. And this is what makes the work on me part so important. But if you do a good job at the work on me element, the next steps are a lot easier. Step two in navigating crucial conversations is creating a safe space. A safe space where each person's perspective and thoughts can be shared safely. Then the group as a whole can arrive at a more informed plan of action. There are some important elements to creating a safe space. The first is to move away from our default posture regarding conflict. Some of us default to silence. And silence provokes us to withhold thoughts and ideas from the group. This doesn't help because your ideas and thoughts are necessary. Some of us default to violence. We're prone to outbursts or sharp words in an, in, in an effort to dominate and to win. If we become students of ourselves and learn to recognize our personal red flags that indicate our tendency towards silence or violence, then we're in a better position to recognize when others move towards silence or violence also. And we can help them avoid those traps. The next element to creating a safe space is state your path. This skill is a direct result of the primary question that you ask in the initial element, work on me first. Stating your path is simply stating what you want the end result to be. When you state your path, you share your story as a story, not as hard facts. You offer the opportunity for others to share their stories also, even when it conflicts with yours. And your landing point is the end result that you desire on the other side of the conflict. Okay, so let's review. The second step to mastering crucial conversations is create a safe space by moving away from our natural tendency towards silence or violence and stating your path. Step number three in navigating crucial conversations is to move to action. Move to action is the critical step toward making smart decisions that lead to smart actions. Up to this point, we've shared skills that allow for great dialogue. But great dialogue is not great decision-making. And great decision-making is what moves us forward. To excel in steps one and two and yet miss the final step, it just hamstrings your team into a relationally healthy yet ineffective ministry. And nobody wants that. Move to action involves four questions that you must answer. Who, does what, by when, and how will you follow up? You wanna determine who does what by when. Make the expectations crystal clear and then set a follow-up time 
and hold people accountable to the commitments that they make. So there you go. Three steps to successfully navigating crucial conversations. Work on me first, create a safe space, and move to action. These steps will take time to graft into your leadership, but as you do, you'll see remarkable results along the way as you gain a reputation for effectively leading through conflict. No matter how hard it is, don't give up. I can't wait to see how God amplifies your effectiveness and the effectiveness of your ministry when you master the art of crucial conversations.